He's the host with the most. And this is The Saturday Show with Edward Hayden. Good morning. Yes, indeed, it is the Saturday show and indeed it is me, Edward Hayden, with you and with you right through until 12 noon and hopefully you're in a position to stay with me and us until then and of course right throughout the day here on Casey Laura. Thanks so much to Natalie Lennon for easing us gently into our Saturday morning with lots of music and chat and of course the big quiz there back again with you next Saturday morning. Also thanks to Angela for all of your news and support and Angela Birash, Sharish, Arahin there with no uh, now, uh, what have I? L- I've just thinking this morning when I sat down at this desk and put on the little thing on the mic that I need. I just said, doesn't the time pass so quickly? It feels like literally twenty minutes ago since I was here with you last Saturday, and that's our life, isn't it? One Saturday just rolls into the next. But anyway, thank you for your continued listenership with us here on a Saturday morning. We appreciate it. Oh eight three three zero six nine six nine six is our dinners ready data e contact line for all of your texts and WhatsApps, or of course you can telephone us if if you so desire, on 1800 90 96 96. We'd love to hear from you in any or whatever manner you choose. Now, I've lots lined up on the show this morning, including our very special resident gardening expert, Shirley Lanigan, who'll be coming to us uh, very shortly to try and sort out your gardening conundrums. Now, because we're after getting plenty of our rain during the week, we decided that uh, we'd ask Martina Hayden, the travel councillor, on to tell us about, uh, or to tease us, shall I say, about 2024 getaways. Martina is also going to show us how we can transform 31 days of annual leave into 67 days of travel so we'll see what that opportunity um, entails uh, with Martina a little bit later on Glenn Tector and Julian Hughes are coming in to tell us about Hughes's Farm Pumpkin Festival which is taking place at the minute and you can see on Instagram lots of people going out picking pumpkins and selecting pumpkins for uh, carving as well and of course they'll also be at Saver Kilkenny next week speaking of Saver Kilkenny after 11 o'clock this morning we're delighted to be joined uh, on the telephone line by the one and only Rachel Allen of Ballymaloo Cookery School and much more besides. We're going to chat all things drama and all things ale before the end of this morning's show. We're going to have that and lots more besides. So don't move the dial one inch between now and 12 o'clock. Speaking of not moving the dial, I have great news to bring to you um, and that we have a new show starting on KCLR this coming Monday morning. It's KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond. It's on air and online every weekday from 10am to 1pm. So a new uh, time slot um, there. Uh, the new show will include what's the story uh, so every day a different guest will look at what's happening in the world what's happening in the newspapers and just uh, shoot the breeze a little bit like that lots of uh, regular content lots of regular contributors um, health and well-being and food and fashion and all that and lots more besides and of course they'd love you to keep in contact with them along with that they're going to have the best music chat and gossip and fun and all the rest so that is 
is Casey Lord Daily, uh, presented by Brian Redmond, coming your way on Casey Lord this coming Monday morning from 10 o'clock until 1 p.m., produced by Ethna Quirk, formerly of the Saturday Show Parish. So, um, Ashton and I, of course, wish them all the very best this coming Monday with Casey Lord Daily. So, don't forget to tune in to hear how um, life is with KCLR Daily. Let's head over to the telephone line because on it now we're joined by our regular gardening expert who's taking a bit of uh, respite from her gardening endeavours to chat with us. So hopefully there's a coffee in the hand, Shirley, and the rake up against uh, the door. Good morning to you. Good morning, Edward. Now, listen to me. I'll tell you something. There hasn't been a lot of gardening with all that blasted rain. I'm soggy. I need to wring myself out. It's shocking. Do you know what? I went down on um, Wednesday evening after work. I went down to Corrifin in County Clare uh, to see a play. I said there wouldn't anyone go out in it. But, um, of course, we didn't, in the Midlands, we didn't get anything like the hardship. They got down in East Cork and uh, West Waterford as well. So, um, but it, it has wreaked havoc in the gardens nonetheless, Shirley. Anything that was still on a tree has now been denuded, I think. Yeah, more or less. And and you don't even want to be walking around on the soil because you compact it because it's you know, it's so it's wet and soggy and you just compact it and push all the all the oxygen and the air out of it. Mm. So you, you really want to be staying away from it. Although, you know, there are always things you could do. You could be raking up leaves and putting them onto your um onto your compost teeth or, 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 or setting up a, a, a leaf pile for leaf mould. So you could be doing that. You could. You could. If I you were so inclined, Shirley. If you were so inclined, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you could always just take out a gardening book and read that. <laughs> Absolutely. Put on the kettle. Come here till I tell you, Sheila in County Kilkenny has contacted us. And um, Sheila has what I would call a common question but one that you need to get right. So Sheila said I'd like to plant a hardy enough plant in the large pots beside my front door I'd like a nice colour but I'm not fussy what could she do beside that front door? People like you know a little bit of a a showpiece or something that will kind of set it off the door or give that Cade Mila Falcha to those arriving a lovely thing and it's 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 a good plant to have as a sort of an, an interesting and and lesser spotted thing and it's a rhododendron luteum now this is a small rhododendron it won't grow any more especially if you have it in a container it really won't grow any more than about a, a meter high mm. uh, 75 centimeters to a meter wide and in may you get the most incredible small scented flowers and if you've got them near the door the scent you'll be walking in and out constantly you'll be looking for excuses to walk in and out the door past that beautiful scent now it does lose its leaves but it's got a nice sort of a a numberella splayed shape so that even when it loses its leaves in the winter it's a pretty shape and you could hang a few Christmas decorations on it. Of course, you know, and the lights, the fairy lights. Don't we all put these lights on our front doors now? Lights on it. Exactly, exactly. So it's unusual, it's slightly different. And given that most of us in Kilkenny, because we've got lime soil, we're not really set up for rhododendrons. So you'd be growing this in a pot with ericaceous compost. And I just think it would be um, just a very pretty, 
lovely scent in May. And as I say, even when it goes there, you can use it for your Christmas decorations or your fairy lights or whatever. Yeah, well, once the skeleton of it looks nice, I think we don't mind. Sure, yeah, we don't. It's a beautiful skeleton. Yeah, it's a beautiful skeleton. You know, because quite a lot of things, once the leaves go, they look tatty and, and yeah. sort of scrawny and ungainly. This is actually pretty. It's a pretty, it's the sort of skeleton you draw if you wanted a nice skeleton of a plant. So I would, that's it. Rhododendron luteum. Oh my God, what a gorgeous word, ungainly. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to put that in my. I'm going to put that in my vocabulary for the coming week. Uh, another question, Sir Shirley, has come in to us. Says, "Hi, Edward and Shirley. Um, could I ask? I sowed a laurel hedge last year. I never topped it before. Could or should I prune it now? Or would the first frost damage it?" Oh, laurel, you couldn't damage it now with the bulldozer. <laughs> you could. The thing about laurel, let me tell you, is get ready for a lifetime of pruning it several times a year because it grows. You turn your back on it and it puts on two feet. I've got a, a, a big, a big stand of it in the back garden. I inherited it. And it used to grow right down to the ground. And I sort of pruned it up so it's like this massive umbrella. But I swear, about four times a year, I have to go out and chop two and three foot long um, stems that are coming up from the ground constantly sending up new shoots. So, yes, you can easily trim it back now. And what I'm going to say is if you want it to be a hedge, decide what height you want it and don't let it get beyond that. Keep it down and don't cut it with uh, hedge trimmers. Because the leaves are long, you know the leaves, they're nearly the size of your hand. They're the length of your hand anyway. If you go at that with uh, hedge trimmers, you're going to have half leaves and quarter leaves and it's going to look untidy. So do it with uh, secateurs or a loppers and basically chop back into stems and make sure that you're, you're not having leaves and making it look sort of weird and untidy. Uh, just go back to the leaves of that, Shirley, because the leaves we're all familiar with, they're kind of like a rubbery, shiny leaf. What, what, what way would yeah. we describe the leaf of that? Uh, well, it's basically, it's a long oval, and it's about 15 centimetres wide and nearly 10 centimetres, or 15 centimetres long, maybe even 20 sometimes, mm. um, between 5 and 10 wide. And it's very shiny. Very beautiful, very leathery, as you say. It looks like you went out and you gave it a go with uh, um, Mr. Sheen. But uh, it's also, it's evergreen, so it tends to look good all year round. You get a nice, sort of, a, a, like a, a long, dangling white flower on it, um, and then blackberries. So it's got great interest, but as I say, it is such a thug to grow. So make sure you don't let it get out of control. It's a very good hedge, particularly in a town, because it looks good. But it's, um, it's a very vigorous plant. And be, you know, be ready to treat it mean. Treat it mean, for sure. Shirley, have a little look at your phone there. Uh, a couple of messages coming in to us as well. Um, so our texture... I'm waiting for it to download here. No problem. I'll just give you the question whilst you're waiting. Uh, our texture says, Good morning, Edward. Can you ask Shirley, will I ever have fruit on these two plants? One is a lemon tree and the other is an avocado. I sowed them from pips. Now, I have to say, putting aside the gardening <laughs> prowess, I'm very impressed that you got anything from pips. But I'll leave it over to you now after that, Shirley. Okay. You, you, the chances are you will get lemons on your lemon tree. 
but it'll take a few years. Now, there is a fertilizer that you can get in the garden centers specifically for citrus trees, and I'd start treating it with that. Keep it going. I mean, it could be 10 years of age before it, 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 it delivers fruit, but there is a good chance that you'll get it. Now, as for the avocado, sit down. I'm sorry. Avocados, if you, if you Google um, a picture of an avocado plant, you'll be looking at a full-size tree. They're a big tree. And so until it gets to the size of a decent-sized tree, it's not going to um, fruit. And Ireland is not warm enough for it to be able to grow outside either a greenhouse or your your warm windowsill in, 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 in the kitchen or whatever in the house. So you, know, you won't get avocados. But be thankful for what you have, Texter. Yeah. It does make a nice plant. It's an interesting... Again, the leaf is not unlike the shape and, and length of, of, of mm. a laurel leaf, but it, it's not evergreen and it's not waxy. It's a nice soft leaf. But it makes a pretty plant. Children love growing avocados from avocado stones. It's a very easy plant to grow. But as I say, you won't be... You'll be continuing to buy your avocados from the from the, um, the, 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 the green grocers, I'm afraid. Don't start setting up a guacamole business on the strength of it. Um, Shirley, can yeah. I conflate uh, can I conflate two questions together? Um, because I think they're 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 similar ish. Um, our friend uh, that has just texted there about the laurel hedge and and uh, is thankful for the council around that. They're asking, could I take a clipping from it? And if so, how do I do that? And also, I might ask there, Shirley. Um, another texter is saying, is now a good time to move evergreen trees and shrubs? You could move an evergreen tree or shrub now, but make sure you've got the, 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 the planting hole that you're putting it into already, ready to go. Yes, you can do that. And you can take a, a, a cutting from um, laurel. You can also grow it from seed. When you get those little blackberries, stick one of them in a small tub of, of gritty compost. And in a few months, you'll see the first two little leaves coming up. It grows so easily from seed, so easily. But you could also do cuttings. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, but what would you do with the laurel if you cut a bit of that off? Would you have to stick it in a bit of rooting powder or something? Again, again, if you use rooting powder, use it. If you don't, don't. So basically take a, a, a cutting about the... What about 20 centimetres, making sure that the bottom of the cutting is just below a leaf node, those little nobbles that you get where the leaves or stems will, will, will come out of. And reduce it down to two leaves at the most. And what you could do is you could actually chop the leaves in half so that you're not getting a huge amount of pressure on the, 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 the brand new baby roots to get food up and down to those big leaves. So, as I say, reduce it down to three leaves, cut each of the leaves in half so that the, the, the roots are not going to have too many demands made on them, and again, into a pot of nice, free-draining, uh, gritty compost. Okay. And, uh, and, and you won't have any difficulty. Uh, good morning, um, Edward. Can you ask Shirley the best way to get rid of ivy getting overgrown at a shed wall? Uh, brute force I'd imagine is it brute force yeah Ivy you know it's got a mind of its own if you need to get rid of it particularly if it's on a shed and it's a wooden shed and the weight of the Ivy is going to be coming much more um, much more than the shed can bear what you would do is you basically if you want rid of it completely go and chop it at the base 
Now, you could either then t- peel it off like like pulling wallpaper off, starting at the bottom and moving up. Or you could leave it die, and as it dies, it will be easier to peel off. But if you've chopped it at the base, after a while it'll start to, the leaves will turn brown and fall off. And And then every time it begins to sprout, just chop it down again. Okay, and in in reverse of that then, Shirley, if you were looking to kind of sew ivy up against a wall, uh, there's different types, isn't there? Um, Like, obviously, there's the kind of the normal green, there's the variegated. Uh, My aunt used to have a bigger leaf that used to shed in the the winter. You know, you often see people with that all over their house. Yeah. What's the best type of ivy to use? There are hundreds, hundreds of varieties of ivy. Go for something a bit special. I mean, you can get some that would have like a, a, a much more defined ivy-shaped leaf than you could imagine. You can get some that have beautiful variegations. So if you like a, a, like a creamy variegated leaf, you could get a creamy variegated leaf. You can get a more yellow one. As you said, you can get that big, uh, the, I'm trying to think of the one, I, I know, uh, Marango, I think is the name of the one you're talking about. Mm. It's a big, huge, loose, floppy leaves. That's but there is, there's an ivy for, there's an ivy for uh, every situation. So before, just rather than just going down to the garden centre and picking up the first one, go, uh, pull out a book, go to the library, pull out a book uh, of plants, go to ivy and, and just see which one you really like the look of. As I say, there's the nice tight ones are really, really good. They also don't grow quite as fast, so they won't want to take over the world in much the way that the, the you know our, our ordinary native one does. Okay, well, there you have it. Uh, Shirley, there we must leave it. Thanks, as always, um, for helping to solve these gardening queries for people. And, um, yeah, we'll talk to you next Saturday morning, please, God. Very good. Happy Saturday, everybody. Happy Saturday to you too, Shirley. Have a nice day. God bless. Uh, That's our resident gardening expert, Shirley Lanigan, and an expert she indeed is. Um, Now, Kay has been on to us and she sent us in a lovely little thought for the day. We haven't heard from you for a little while, Kay. Um, So good morning and lots of love to you. But um, she sent us in a beautiful little quote, which she said, Edward, I'm sure you love this and I do. It says, it's very short, so I'll give it to you. Never regret a day in your life. Good days give happiness. Bad days give experience. Worst days give lessons. And the best days give memories. Let's take a break. This Saturday show with Edward Hayden. With thanks to Lyrath Estate, Kilkenny's luxury hotel. Perfect for spoiling yourself. More details on lyrath.com. KCLR. Now, Tofalchi Rash, Edward Hayden here with you on the Saturday show. 0833069696 is our dinnersready.ie contact line. Um, Bridget Williams has been on and uh, Bridget, an answer to your first question, yes, is the answer. Um, but we're also um, sending happy birthday wishes to Michaela Williams in Mullen, Nevada, who's 25 today. And that comes in with lots of love from Mam, Dad and your sister, Denise. And the advice there from Mam is to have a great day so thanks Bridget and happy birthday uh, Michaela as well um, looking um, forward no doubt to a day of celebration hopefully so hopefully you will enjoy that as well now let's head over to the telephone line because on it we're joined by travel councillor um, Martina Hayden good morning Martina how are you? 
Now, apologies about that. Martina, apologies. Good morning. Good morning, Edward. Yeah, all good here. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Thanks so much yeah. for joining us. Martina, we have a mountain of business to get into, so we'll get down to it straight away. But um, you have a bit of advice. I'm, I'm out here with my calculator. You have a bit of advice of how people can transform 31 days of annual leave into 67 days of travel. So hit us. Well, I suppose we've never had as many bank holidays and they nearly appear every month from you know, from the new one that we had in February. And with Easter, St. Patrick's Day, the May, the June, people should take advantage of that um, and take, you know, in, instead of taking five days or taking four days over Easter, you, you can transform seven days into, you know, nine or ten days, which are bank holidays. So I suppose it's people to that like travelling and, um, you know, like taking maybe long weekends. They can take weekends without taking any annual leave um, or even just taking an extra day and you're getting four nights away. So, you know, it, it, it was just something I, I saw and I thought, God, you know, there's, there's lots of possibilities out there to, to stretch your annual leave because it's so important to people, their annual leave, working so hard and working full-time that... You know, a break here and there can um, mostly do people the world good. It certainly can. And Martina, though, is it normally dearer to travel around a bank holiday? Did you know the way it was inculcated into us in the past, you know, that you come home on the Tuesday, not the Monday, because it'll be dearer? Yeah. Uh, look, Is that still the case? Not, not maybe in the February ones or, you know, the off-peak ones. You'll always have Easter busier, do you know, and yeah. the ones at Christmas. But that's because you know, all the kids are on two weeks break leave. Do you know what I mean? Teachers are on leave. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it would, um, y- you know, they would be a bit more expensive. But, you know, the new one in February, people kind of forget about, you know, and the May one, um, no, or then again, you could take an extra day's annual leave and come back the next day. Do you know what I mean? You, you, you just try and kind of fit it into your, to, to, to the value as well into your own schedule so listen uh, Martina people now uh, I think this time of the year when the kind of the, the nights are getting uh, much shorter and the fire is lighting and people are fed up of bad weather and cold and everything they start setting their their minds on travel and on a little holiday perhaps for uh, 2024 so tell us where should we be heading next year from January to December yeah, now, I have never seen it as busy this early, and I think that's a lot of that is to do with, you know, people are definitely travelling now, and COVID they've forgotten about. Okay. It did take people a while, you know, to get, you know, the, the travelling thing, you know, that they'd catch COVID on the plane, or they'd catch it, I mean, we'd catch it anywhere, but I think people are definitely looking at long haul more, and people are looking at trips that they, you know, bucket lift trips like South Africa, they're looking at Japan, it's huge. So people are looking, but they're booking them like way a year in advance. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So they'd be looking for, you know, this time next year nearly for those type of trips. Now, Ryanair's and your Aer Linguses of the world, they've nearly have their schedule loaded for next summer. Um, a lot of flights were loaded now last week. So the full schedule, you know, by the end of this month should be online with your Ryanair's and Aer Linguses of the world. So people... Are, are planning, you know, their, their summer break, family break a lot earlier than they would. Usually it was the January madness. 
Uh, of course. I'm following a lady on, on social media at the minute. She's currently in Vietnam and the pictures that she's putting up look absolutely yes. fabulous. Describe yes. to us that kind of Vietnam sort of experience. Obviously, Thailand. Is Thailand still hot for people yes. as well? Yeah, your Asians are still very, very popular because there is quite good value still in Asia. Your Americas have gone very expensive. Mm. You know, your Caribbeans, your Mexicos, because the dollar isn't good. or It's just, they have just gone really expensive where the value is still in Vietnam. Now, <clears throat> I've actually did fabulous trips for someone to Vietnam, combining Cambodia last week. Um, now, it is a lot of travelling if you want to see the country, so... You would usually start up in somewhere like Hanoi, then down to the beach area, and and then um, you know finish up in Ho Chi Minh City. So it, it's it's incredible what you get to see in a two week period. Um, so yeah, th- those bucket list trips people are definitely looking at now, and a lot of people have family over there teaching English, mm. and they're um, taking seeing their daughter or their son and then taking in a trip after that. So, yeah, very popular. People are great. You mentioned Mexico there. Mexico, it seems kind of really hot and smoky and sexy in a, in a kind of a cool, hip way. Is Mexico the place to go if you want to be hot, smoky and well, sexy? I suppose Mexico is, you know, is part of the Caribbean and it's the best value. Okay. So if you go to Mexico, somewhere like Cancun, you can do a week in Cancun and then do all your touring as well. But your week in Cancun, you'll get an all-inclusive five-star hotel, like stunning property for the same price as maybe in Barbados, you'll only get bed and breakfast. So, you know, that's kind of the comparison. So Mexico is popular that way, again, because of value when you're there. Absolutely. Can I talk to you then about the kind of the, what we call, if there is such a thing as the standard family holiday? You know that holiday that people are going on with the children, you know, June, July, August sort of time. And like this year in 2023, a lot of people were kind of, I won't say caught napping, but they were caught um, in those European destinations with such uh, inflated temperatures that it really precluded them from kind of enjoying the holiday to the usual capacity. Is that going to be something that, you know, is now going to be powerful for the course? Or what's the council advice uh, around that, Martina? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, again, you know, down to global warming. You know, that's like the same as East Cork getting floods last week. Do you yeah. know what I mean? There, it would be Portugal this year. It could be Spain next year. You know, there'll be no trend. you know what I mean? So, like, parts of Greece got very heavily hit last year, um, where you know, parts of Portugal got high temperatures the year before. So, uh, you know, I think it won't stop people travelling, but it will, you know, they might think they mightn't go as far, you know, because they heard Greece last year, they go, oh, God, no, I'm not going to go to Greece this year. We'll stick to Lanzarote, you know. Mm. Lanzarote, Tenerife, your Mallorcas, you know, they're, they're usually fairly safe bets, but you can get wildfires anywhere. And, and I think that's part of, of our, our global um, industry now. Absolutely. Right, Martine, I'm going to put you to the pin of your collar now with a few rapid-fire buzzer questions. So brace, <laughs> brace yourself, as they say. So, <clears throat> Martina, Hayden, are you ready? Uh, the best family destination for 2024. Pick one. I have a family, okay? Mom, dad, three children. Hit us. I think you can't beat Lanzarote. Okay, uh, there's nothing like it. Okay, new romance then. A little first flush of romance. First holiday. 
romantic getaway break for uh, 2024? See, I always think people think sun, you know, but I think somewhere like um, a, a weekend away for a surprise for somebody, um, somewhere where, like Iceland would be just beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a dichotomy, a message in there. You want a hot romance in Iceland. Yeah. yeah. There I mean, you have the it. Lights, a cruise watching the Northern Lights and... You know, snowmobiling and, yeah, I mean, it's a fabulous country. How gorgeous. Um, gal pals are our fellow pals. So groups of guys or groups of gals going away um, on their own. A great trip if they have a week um, is a cruise. Uh, I think the med crews work great for groups of um, people because they're on the same kind of wavelength. They want the same sort of thing. Everything's all included. You're stopping off at a different place every day. You can get off the boat if you want, if two of them want to stay at the bar or at the pool. Mm. It it ticks the boxes for, you know, a a big birthday, you know, big celebration birthdays. Um, There's a few long weekend ones, but they tend to be the start of the season and the end of the season. So you won't get them smack bang in July or August but you might get them in May or the end of October. Okay, two final questions. You have a big, massive budget and you want, it's a very special occasion and you want to splurge for a week. Uh, splurge um, as if, if, you know, different if you just want to, what would you say, sit and flop and just see in the Maldives you can't eat. Okay. Like it's absolutely, you'll be blown away. What you see in, the, in pictures, it, it, it's better than that. But then it's quite just a week of doing nothing. Um, South Africa would be a huge um, uh, bucket list trip for people. Okay, and then your budget is very uh, tight, but you still want a nice holiday. Off season is is definitely the key there. You may forget about from mid June to the end of August. Um, airlines aren't really up to capacity since COVID. Um, and they're, I think, kind of raining in a bit on it, and the airfares are high. So if you want good value, you just have to go off season. Lovely. Martina, you're amazing. Uh, I know you do such great work for people. People can contact you um, at thetravelcounsellors.ie. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning on the Saturday show, and hopefully we'll all get a, a holiday next year. Yes, of course. Thanks a million, Edward. Thanks, Martina. Good morning Bye. to you. Uh, Martina Hayden there. Where would you like to go on holidays? Text in to your Uncle Edward 0833069696. It's our dinnersready.ie contact line. Let me know where would you like to go Ashling MacDonald where would you like to go The Saturday Show with Edward Hayden KCLR with thanks to Lyra Estate Kilkenny's luxury hotel perfect for spoiling yourself more details on lyrath.com Now, if you've just joined us here on Casey Law, you're very welcome back or welcome to us. It's Edward Hayden here with you. 0833069696. It's our dinnersready.ie contact line for all of your texts and WhatsApps or, of course, telephone us on 1800 90 96 96 as well, if you'd so desire. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we were talking to Martina Hayden just before the break. I was asking you, where would you like to go on holidays? Uh, a texter says all hotel prices increase on the bank holiday weekends, Edward, and I think many would uh, agree with that texture as well. Uh, somebody else would like to go to Cornwall. 
And uh, Kathleen said, oh, Edward, anywhere would be lovely just to relax and recharge the batteries. Well, Kathleen, if you're going, give me a shout and we'll go together. It would surely be lovely to recharge the batteries uh, as well. Now, um, Ashling, have we um, Julian on the line? Um, I'm not sure there. Ashling, have we Julian on the line? Um, there's just a, a little difficulty there on the line. So yeah, Kathleen is heading off to recharge her uh, batteries and uh, someone else going to Cornwall. Do you know where is always on my list I, uh, is Greece. Um, for some strange reason, I've never been to Greece, but for some strange reason, um, and I said this to Martina before, during the years of uh, COVID, um, when you could travel um, first, it seems to me that everybody on my Instagram account went to Santorini. So uh, I think Greece is going to be one of these places that's uh, on my list. At some stage, at some stage, we'll get there as well. Now, um, false start, but we're over to Julian Hughes uh, of Hughes's um, farm in Kells, County Kilkenny. Good morning to you, Julian. Morning, Edward. How are you keeping? I'm very good. Thanks you've for taking. You, you, you've got myself and you've got myself in Glen here, so you have a well. Listen, I was on the hook. I have a two-pronged attack. <laughs> I couldn't have better. The duo, the duo, absolutely yeah. dynamic for sure. Uh, Julian, I will start with yourself if that's okay. Um, yeah. This is a, a very Instagrammable trip, isn't it? A trip to Hughes's Farming mm-hmm. Pumpkin Festival. Um, tell us uh, about what can behold us out there. I know. Um, I've seen many people on Instagram are gone out, and it's it's very Insta friendly. <clears throat> to be fair, I, I you know the the credit for the 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 Insta generation goes to the to Glen side of the house. To be fair, we we do the agricultural side of it, stick tractors, in, stick pumpkins in. But there's, there's guys on Glen's team there that are very good on it. So yeah, they, they've built a they've built a fabulous site. To be fair, and it's, it's something that. Since myself and Glenn started into this hey, way back when, it's it's you know we we've tried every year to level it up a bit and a bit. And what we've actually done in the last two or three years is we've frozen the prices pretty much across the board, but we really pushed the quality of the site in terms of just the access, car parking, you know, and the the, the photo opportunities, the Instagram side of it. Yeah. Also, I think I think the amount of fruit that's on the site, you'd actually struggle to walk around at the so many pumpkins there of different sizes, colours, and breeds. So. I think that the uh, yeah look we've tried every year just to just to incrementally lift the quality another bit and another bit and in tandem with that we've held prices so I think that's why this year has been it's been a massive success. That's massive good. Success. And, really and can I ask here. you, Julian, with regard to the pumpkin? So obviously people can go out to you in Kells in County Kilkenny and they can bring the children and they can select a pumpkin and do all of that mm-hmm. jazz and bring the pumpkin home and carve it up. Is that the only leg of your business or do you kind of uh, supply other places with pumpkins? If we go into the local vegetable shops or supermarkets or whatever, do you supply pumpkins there as well? Yeah, the main the main business here actually, you know, pumpkin. We used to grow hundred acres of pumpkins, uh, all all for retail, and the pumpkin patch was a little bit of a side idea on that. Yeah, but the main the main trade in the business is fresh produce for retail. So you're talking about carrots is the is the main carrier here. Parsnips. Uh, we do a small bit of pumpkins, small bit of Brussels sprouts, cabbage and cauliflower, but. Um, yeah, we do supply retail, so you'll find our white pumpkins in Tesco, but as regards orange pumpkins, we sort of backed out of the market the last couple of years because <clears throat> the risk profile of the crop is absolutely enormous. Enormous. And when it goes right, they're fabulous, but when it goes wrong, it's, it's, it's a complete bloodbath. So as regards big volumes of retail pumpkins, we don't really do any, any, any more bar what we do at Tesco, which, you know, that works well, to be fair, as part of the bigger picture. 
But, um, yeah, pumpkins has become a, a more of a niche and more of a premium thing that we use for... There's a couple of pumpkin patches that we dealt with over the years that we get on well with and we support them. And we put an enormous amount of fruit in our own pumpkin patch. So we, we'll carry a huge surplus of fruit on our own patch to make sure that it's covered. So I think that's one of the unique kind of uh, points of, of this patch is that we just never have a situation that we run out of fruit because we just oversupply it because we are probably the only commercial grower of pumpkins in the country that's actually running a patch at the same time. The main the main trade will be fresh produce. There's, there's a good team here and they, they bang out a couple of lorry loads every day. They're heading for different parts of the country into retailers with carrots and parsnips predominantly. Which is great because, of course, you couldn't be relying because when you come to the 1st of November, nobody wants to look at a pumpkin, do they? No, no, no. It's amazing how quickly the phone stops ringing when yeah. it comes to pumpkins. <laughs> since, since, since we scaled back the pumpkins to more of a, a premium thing, it, the phone doesn't ring as much anymore. So that, 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 that makes Halloween a little bit more enjoyable. Absolutely. Well, listen, before I chat with Glenn, just to remind people, and you can let us know that um, you're taking the, the, the pumpkins and the other premium products, um, all of that veg, to Savour Kilkenny. You're going to have um, the pumpkin patch at the top of the castle. Road uh, on the Saturday and Sunday of Saver Kilkenny and uh, Hughes's farming is going to be uh, well represented on uh, the Saver Kilkenny Parade Plaza. Yeah, no, we're, we're looking forward to it. So it's the first for us with Saver Kilkenny. So between ourselves and Glenn Matonics, we're, we're, we're putting, a, we're putting a, an offer in there. But also we have the Kilkenny women's rugby team who are donating their time in lieu of sponsorship. So it's, it's a it's a kind of a four-way affair, to be honest. With you. So no, we're looking forward to it, and we hope that people come over and say hello. And hey, we're going to be we're going to have pumpkins there. We'll have some carrots, parsnips, and things like that as well. There'll be photo opportunities, and hey, it's something new for us. And to be fair, Glenn is holding our hand a little bit on it. So we're looking forward to giving it a whirl and see how it goes. No better man, but Julian, lovely to chat with you. You might pass me over to Glenn if that's okay. Uh, I'm very good, Glenn. Good morning to you. So tell me, what are you bringing to the pumpkin party out in uh, Kells? I, I bring the entertainment value out to the to the patch. Uh, I'm, I come up with the wacky ideas and kind of go, actually, this would look really, really good. But um, Julian said, I've, I've a fantastic team. Like, Lena Hatton is, is one of the driving forces, so we have to say a big shout-out to her. She's she amazing. And if I don't say hello to her, she'll come back. We call her the real boss. We call her the real boss. And then we have Anya and we have Cyril and we have Vito and we have the rest of the team on site that just make it a really, really good working team. And that's what makes our patch just unbelievable. It's, everybody has a common goal to make it an affordable day out. You know, we have the largest amount of pumpkins on, in, in any patch in Ireland. We do. And all the prices are the same. And it's a working farm. You know, you come out here... You're actually going to a working farm. You'll see lorries coming in. You'll see uh, the fields above. You'll see the warehouses there. You'll see pumpkins around the place. And that's what makes it so unique compared to any other patch in Ireland. Absolutely. And uh, again, of course, um, I believe there's lots of uh, fun out there in terms of diggers and swings and yeah. amusements and face oh, painting and all of the things that a family would need. Yeah, so look, we've loads, we, we tried balancing it. So if you want to come out and spend a few euros, you can come out and spend a few euros. If you want to come out and spend money on the fun fair, and we have Amy Duffy, and an unknown fact that most people don't realise, like we support local. Our butcher is Paul Roach and Callan. We have the cookie co-op here. We have local artists. And Amy Duffy, who's our show person, she's the only female show woman in Ireland. So she comes home with these big machines and sets it up with her sisters. So that's really, really 
unusual and unique to have out here. We have bungee trampolines, then we have loads of free activities, we have loads of tractors here on site with trailers, we have stretch tent with a toddler's play zone inside, we have a hay bale maze, we have our swings as well, and then we have loads of really, really good food here on site, cooked fresh as well. Sounds absolutely fantastic. Well, listen, people can head out there uh, to Kells County Kenny to uh, use this farming pumpkin festival. Do you need to book or can you just rock up, um, Glenn? Tomorrow we are nearly sold out. We have tickets available from four o'clock. You do need to book online. So if you just um, um, do a web search, you'll see uh, Hughes's Farming, uh, Pumpkin Farming. It'll come up and then follow the Eventbrite link on Facebook or on Instagram or on our Google page. There is spaces today. So if you're nearby, do come on down. But tomorrow our peak times are usually from 11 to 3 that were sold out. But there is spaces available if you have a look at the website. Next weekend, we have a good bit of availability as well. But it is starting to sell out very, very quickly as well, Edward. People are just having a good day out here. It's not raining. And so there's a load. We've invested heavily in the site as well. So we have a big, massive dike all the way around, which takes away the water. And then we have walkways all the way around the site. So that means if you don't want to walk in the field, you can actually walk on a walkway with a pram. There you have it. All things considered out in Kells. Lovely to talk to you both. And we'll see you at Saverick Kenny next weekend. And people can uh, either pop out this weekend or next weekend following the event Bright Links. Thanks so much, Glenn. Thanks, Julian. Good morning to you both. Thank you very much indeed, Edward. You're very welcome. We're going to go over to an ad break and our very good friend Angela Doyle-Stewart will be here with the news just in or around 11 o'clock. Don't set your watch to me. This Saturday show with Edward Hayden. KCLR. With thanks to Lyrath Estate, Kilkenny's luxury hotel. Perfect for spoiling yourself. More details on lyrath.com. Garmil Mahogoth, Angela Rash, Arish, Araman, Lenoth, Arish. Tafalsha Rash, good morning. You're very welcome back here to the Saturday show on KCLR. Edward Hayden with you. 083 9696. It's her dinnersready.ie contact line, or of course, telephone us if you so desire. On 18 hundred ninety ninety six ninety six. We'd love to hear from you um, as well. A texter says, Hi Edward, can I wish my best friend Siobhan a very happy birthday. Hope she has a wonderful day. All my love to Siobhan from Maria and George and Joanna and Maylie. We love you Siobhan. What a lovely message to get uh, a text for someone to uh, know that they're loved on a Saturday morning. There's nothing like it for sure. Now of course next Saturday morning the Saturday show will be down in um, the heart of Kilkenny City. It'll be on the Parade Plaza because we're having an outside broadcast for the very special uh, Saver Kilkenny Food Festival which takes place next Saturday and Sunday um, on the Parade Plaza but of course uh, runs from Thursday to Monday with lots happening. Uh, check out saverclickkenny.com for the full programme and we look forward to that. What we're really excited about in um, Saverclickkenny HQ is the impending visit of the one and only Rachel Allen and Rachel I can uh, confirm joins us on the telephone line now. Rachel Allen good morning to you. Good morning, Edward. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. And not sweet alone, because I can tell you that there is great excitement about your visit, Rachel, because um, as the fella says, you've been on the hit list for uh, a long number of years, but the universe didn't uh, didn't allow it to happen. So we're so thrilled that you're coming to Kenny and the feedback uh, uh, about your visit is so great. There, there, There's going to be battle royales, I'd say, to get into see you. 
Oh, thank you. No, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I'm so looking forward to it. Thank you. Very excited. And I'm so excited that you're going to be there all weekend, Everett. Absolutely. There, in, in, in residence. I'll be on the wash-up, Rachel. So <laughs> send all the stuff over. Um, come here till I tell you. Talk to us about, um, I suppose, events like these, Rachel. Um, you know, the, the, the landscape, if we were to go back 10 or 15 years ago, was quite different in terms of these food festivals that have kind of brought uh, people like yourself to, to different regions, but have brought that big celebration of food to the kind of the heart of the, of the community. Yeah, it's really lovely, isn't it? I must say, I just think they're so, so great. I mean, not just for the community, but for tourism as well and mm. bringing people into a community and but but super for the community as well. It's you know supporting local and and we really you know coming up to dare I say Christmas, we really need to think of this supporting local, whether it's you know buying in your local. So I'm I'm from just outside Middleton, um that's where I live now and and Middleton's been so badly hit. Oh my god, yeah. All my Christmas shopping in Middleton, you know anything I can to support any businesses that would be able to survive after the storm. But um, it's just. I, I love these events because, well, I get to bump into people like you, Edward. That's when we always get to meet each other, know. isn't it? At these kind of events. And so it's great fun for us, but it's also just really, really lovely meeting different people, getting feedback from people, having the chat. I, I just, I love, I love us. I love us. So we're actually staying over on Saturday night as well. And I'm very excited about that. How lovely. Well, of course, um, whilst whilst uh, we're biased down here, um, I can tell you that Kilkenny is a, a melting pot of food and uh, beverage and culture. So I have no doubt, but you're going to have a, a, a great time as well. Just in terms of what you're doing, Rachel, at Saver Kilkenny, you have a kind of a two-pronged attack because you're uh, live on the Saver stage on, on Sunday, uh, the 29th, yeah. but you're also doing a very special event in the Pembroke. Yes, I'm very excited about that, and I'm staying over there as well. Very excited. Um, on Saturday evening, um, there's going to be a dinner, and um, and I'm going to be enjoying the dinner, but also introducing the courses, introducing the food. And, you know, it's just it's fantastic local Irish food with lots of our great dairy. Of course, we have this wonderful dairy, and I'm actually focusing my demonstration on the Sunday on dairy, our delicious butter, cream, milk, everything we need to we need to really support it and you know it's so good for us as well so um so that's the language we're focusing on for sure mm. uh, we're very yeah. lucky in ireland of course rachel aren't we we have a, a a bountiful supply of wonderful ingredients we have great food producers uh discharging themselves with with great culinary uh, integrity if you could give us a kind of a sense of your opinion of the of the Irish food scene uh, and uh, and perhaps the appetite then for for Irish food um, at the minute, where do you think we're at? We are so well respected for our produce, aren't we? Yeah. You know, worldwide, people will say, "Oh, you know, that's like butter <laughs> or great produce," or you know, we really, really are. And I think that's that's. It's just, I, I just love seeing our menus and seeing how chefs and cooks are just also proud of our produce. So I, I, I see the Irish food scene as just being so produce-led. Um, it really is. It's just all based around our wonderful, our wonderful produce. So, but it's very exciting. So many great artisan producers producing just delicious, whether it's, you know, the Dublin Chorizo down in West Cork or um, our delicious cheeses. We have the best cheeses 
in the world. Um, and of course, you know, it was it was the Irish monks who had thought, taught the French how to make cheese. Um, so we have just, it. I, I think the, the, the Irish biblical thumbprint. Yeah, exactly. I think the Irish food scene is very exciting at the moment. Um, and I just, I love how more and more you can sit in a restaurant somewhere in Ireland and actually know where you are geographically on the map by, by what produce is on the menu. And I love seeing that. I love seeing when people will give a shout out to, oh, say this is, you know, Tunesbridge mozzarella or this is, you know, St. Kula goat's cheese that's on the mm. menu or, or actually name checking it. Um, because it, it is, of course, it's really important. Uh, if we don't support them, we won't have them any longer. And um, so, so I see, the, the, I suppose I see the Irish food scene as just being so produce-led. It's also very exciting, though, with, with great little bakeries opening up around the country, great breads, whether it's, you know, the, of course, our traditional um, soda bread, wonderful sourdough. You know, it's now so easy to buy delicious great bread if you're not making it yourself, and lots of people don't, let's face it, so that's fine. Um, and lots of exciting, you know, ferments going on as mm-hmm. well. So I, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's very exciting. I'm always so proud to say I'm Irish when I'm away. I mean, also because they know the Irish like to have just sounds a bit crack. But, but <laughs> just about our, our food as well. <laughs> they, love to, they love to hang out with us. And of course, Rachel, you know, uh, the forefront of your offering uh, is always focused around education. So whether you're writing in um, the, the, the Sunday Independent and bringing your recipes to people to inspire and arouse in them a kind of an interest around food, um, your television programmes and books likewise, but um, education, of course, is to the heart of your offering at Ballymaloo Cookery School as well. So you are there at the, the formative days of people's culinary careers. Uh, what's that like or what's it like to be part of that um, journey for people who undertake the courses down there? I absolutely love it. I love it. I love teaching. I love when you see people, you know, their faces lighting up being inspired or, you know, taking their first cake or a little bread or, you know, roast chicken out of the oven. Um, I love, you know, even just the other day, again, one of the students, Alice, she had um, over whipped her cream and then we said, don't worry, you know, come on, let's just, let's make butter. And, you know, what, I, I just love when people, yeah, just when they get so inspired and, and you just, you just know that this is brilliant we've got 66 students at the moment it's full but just knowing that here are 66 more people who will go out into the world and cook more delicious food and Jarena always asks Jarena my mother-in-law does always say to people on the last day of the course please please go out there and show someone else how to cook someone maybe who isn't lucky enough to get time off or to, to mm. you know, go to a cookery school or um, please show you know try and spread it um so, so um, yeah, that's, that's what really a lovely invocation on departure, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh my goodness! I actually, I always, I always get teary. Yeah. I always, I cry in a way at the drop of ass, but I always get teary when she does it because it's just, you just feel so. She feels so passionately about it, um, and yeah, it's really, it's really, really lovely. 
you mentioned there about the overwhipped cream. We had a lady uh, in Kilkenny, now deceased, unfortunately, Breda MacDonald. She was highly decorated in butter making and always was at the ploughing championships and she was on oh. as a mentor of ICA boot camp. But I have to say, I got a, a lovely, pleasant reminder of Breda the other morning watching you making the butter um, on Ireland AM and you're talking about Alice overwhipping the cream. It's so simple, but yet so specialised, isn't it, in such a craft, the art of butter making? Oh my goodness! It's I get excited every single time I make butter. Yeah. Do I need to get the life out of it? <laughs> no. No, you're 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 a life is immersed in the best of things around food, Rachel. <laughs> and I just I loved because when I said to the producer, you know the way they'll they'll ring you a few days before you go yeah. on and say, okay, so what are you thinking of? And I said I'd like to make butter, and she said, okay, right, okay. We haven't had that before. She probably said. <laughs> <laughs> and. But, you know, just showing how you can make it just simply, you know, without even pressing it too much. That's the virgin butter, what it's called. And then how you can put, yes, just simply some salt in or some, some you know, garlic and herbs. Uh, but just if you just, I love that. Just when people say, well, how do you make butter? We well, just whip, whip the cream and you just keep on whipping it, keep on whipping it. And then until it just starts to, you know, of course, curdle and then starts to split. And then when you see the liquid coming out of it and the fat coming together. Um, oh, my goodness, it's just lovely. And then squeeze it out. You can wash it a bit or you squeeze it out. And then add in the, the salt. It's just And then having it on delicious bread or on potatoes. I mean, what more do you need? Oh, listen, it's, it's, really, it's really the dream, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Rachel, tell me, uh, if you were having a little soiree in Middleton now tonight, if you were having friends over, what? Oh, are you? <laughs> well, listen, you will certainly have the answer to this question then. What's your, uh, what's your go-to at a soiree? What, are you, what do you serve or what's your favourite type of food? Is it fussy? Is it shared dining? Is it convivial family dining? What do you like to uh, serve to your family and friends when they visit? I literally, because I was like my husband and I, we were just talking about it, we're having cheese fondue. So my friend Tiffany is vegetarian and she's over from London staying for the weekend. And, um, so we are having, yeah, cheese fondue. So you grate cheddar cheese and say for each person, you want say one handful of grated cheddar cheese and you put it into a saucepan or fondue pot with um, say about half a clove of garlic crushed or finely grated, teaspoon of Ballymaloo relish, one tablespoon of white wine and a teaspoon of chopped parsley. And you cook it really slowly until the cheese melts. But you don't want to stir it mm. because otherwise the wine could cause the cheese to split and separate it's just melted really slowly. Meanwhile, you've got some bread all cut up into kind of, I suppose, inch, two centimetre chunks in the oven, just toasting up a bit. And um, and then we'll all just sit around the table tonight. So there'll be about seven or eight of us tonight. And nice girl's just told me she's got three friends staying as well. So I don't know how we'll all get around the table, but we will. <laughs> and uh, I might need to borrow a second fondue pot. And um, I love something like that. I love food like that. That's sharing, that's convivial, as you say, that's yeah. easy I'm definitely not one for doing fussy food. I mean, sometimes we'll have something maybe a bit more fussy. Maybe, you know, it could be like fish with beurre blanc and whatever. Yeah. But, but, um, but that's not too fussy. Delicious. But um, yeah, I just, I love, I love food like that. That's so just easy going, you know, that I'm not 
fussing around the place. Anyone who comes to your house, they're they're only going to be as relaxed as the host is, really, aren't they? For sure, for sure. Yeah. So open open a couple of bottles, let a few bottles breathe and have a cheese fondue. It sounds like a good Saturday night, Rachel, for sure. Can, come on down, Edward. There you have it, there you have it. Come here, listen, before I let you go, and I am going to let you go because I know you'll have a lot of things to do, but uh, you mentioned there at the very start about Middleton, and of course we're so familiar um, and cognizant that Middleton got so badly hit with um, with the storms during the week and a storm that seems to have just come out of nowhere. How how is Middleton a couple of days on? Um, we heard so much of the of the devastation that has wreaked down there, but how is life in Middleton a few days on? That's just heartbreaking. Um, I was like my husband drove through. So yesterday they all went to school again. And um, Scarlett, our daughter, rang me. I got a phone call at the cookery school saying, your daughter wants you on the phone now. And uh, she couldn't contact Isaac. He was in the meeting, my husband. And um, so she said, Mum, we, we have to leave the school again. So they were all sent, all the schools where everyone was sent home again yesterday because it was high tide. The river, the river's a breath in the banks. And Isaac says, just driving down. Because he, on Wednesday, went into Kirkland from school. It took him two and a half hours. What would normally take 20 minutes you need to get in um, to Middleton and they, he could only park at one particular end of the street um, people oh my goodness construction workers and and you know men mostly who were like strong um, formed this like human you know chain they all held hands and then they helped all the girls Scarlett and her friend Jasmine had Jasmine's little sister Aresia who's very slight and she's only 12 mm. Um leaving the school and of course because Isaac couldn't collect them right there and then they had to walk and Aresia was quite scared and so all these people I mean just helped them just saying hold on to me hold on to me hold on to me and oh my goodness And but but Isaac says he just drove through Middleton yesterday again yesterday evening actually and he just said it's just heartbreaking people you know the contents of their shops and businesses just out on the street skip our trucks just going here there and everywhere Um we, from the cookery school, I know, obviously, we've been sending up food. We have lots of stews and soups and things like that in the freezer. So they've all been sent up um, bread. But have just been amazing. He said, you know, just seeing people out there with teapots and, and food and and just people helping, volunteering. It's just, it's just so hard. It's just so hard. And it's just because, you know, they don't get insurance for, for flood damage. So... And Middleton is made up of so many just small little independent businesses and, you know, and the lovely Hurley family who super value there, super value was completely flooded. It's just so hard, isn't it? Actually, a Ballymaloo house as well, not in the hotel, but down on the farm where Darren Lower was quite badly affected. Um, There's a holiday cottages, there are a few there, Mm. and and the farm, the grain, and sorry, corrections. Um, it's been quite badly affected. You know, just uh, imagine, anyway, and just all, yeah, farmers, all the animals everywhere. Oh. It's shocking. It's shocking, and it's mm-hmm. it, it's at times like this, I suppose, that we really see uh, the the strength of communities and the strength of communities ah. coming together to to help each other, and that's the. And you think, 
Oh, we could be living in Israel. <laughs> for sure, for sure. That's the, a poignant yeah. note on which to conclude. Uh, Rachel, listen, we're so looking forward to seeing you next week. As I said, you cannot believe, and this is the truth uh, for people on the streets when you're talking to them about Saver to Kenny. Uh, they are so looking forward to seeing you. We've had uh, Rory before and Doreen and the O'Connell family and, and, and all of that, but we're so looking forward to having you. It's a real treat. As well which is very exciting Doreen and Rory so the three of us all there absolutely yeah. there you have it I love Kilkenny anyway and I've never been as I said to you said I've never been to Sanford Kilkenny so I'm very excited about last it. one out of Ballymaloo turn out the lights this weekend yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> lovely to talk to you Rachel Allen and um, look forward to seeing you next week mind yourself God bless thank you so much take care bye bye that's Rachel Allen there, isn't she? So lovely. Uh, she is absolutely so lovely. I must tell you, I actually, I wait. Ashling, I think it's going to come into here and you're going to come in, Ashling, for a chat after the break. And I'm going to tell Ashling and you all a story about Rachel Allen after this uh, commercial break. The Saturday Show with Edward Hayden. With thanks to Lyrath Estate, Kilkenny's luxury hotel. Perfect for spoiling yourself. More details on lyrath.com. Did you hear KCLR Breakfast? KCLR Breakfast, each weekday morning from 7am until 10am, with everything you'd expect from a morning show. News, weather, time checks, traffic information, sport, fantastic music, great competitions, and things you wouldn't expect, like the host, the most annoying, hard-to-take, irritating, galling, caustic, unpleasant, sharp, disagreeable, loathsome... Hey! That's me I'm talking about! KCLR Breakfast, with thanks to the Castle Lounge at the Kilkenny Ormond Hotel, the meeting place for a tea or coffee and a sweet treat, all-day menu or afternoon tea. Visit KilkennyOrmond.com KCLR. Now, good morning. You're very welcome back. Edward Hayton here with you. Hi, Edward. Roll on, Saver Kilkenny, says the texture. Also, can you please give a big shout out to Rose and Jack and that we'll all be able to soon get out and go for a cuppa. And that's from Rita in Spa Hill. And good morning. I think you have such a lovely friendship, Rose and Jack and Rita. We hear from you so often here on the Saturday show. And it's always lovely uh, because uh, it's lovely to have a friend. So I'm delighted that one of my really good ones is in front of me. Ashling MacDonald, good morning. Good morning, Edward. How are you? I'm very good. I was telling you, I was telling our listeners, I was going to tell you a story about Rachel Allen. During COVID, there was a national food festival that I was taking part in and so too was Rachel Allen. But because of COVID, when we rocked up, the numbers were very, very small. Mm -hmm. So I was on first doing a demo and Rachel Allen of wider fame than mine in Greg Lamanna was on after me. The numbers were really small and Rachel said to me, Edward, will we make a deal? I said, what, Rachel? She said, if I sit in for your demo, <laughs> will you sit in for mine? So imagine you have Rachel Allen asking you, will you sit in for oh her demo? Goodness. So I said, Rachel, of course. So I did my full demo with Rachel Allen sitting in the audience Lovely. along with uh, 27 others. Very good. Were you nervous? Uh, well, listen, you have Rachel Allen sitting this looking at you. Mean. But uh, anyway, she was on next and I think she had about 33 others. So I was delighted that, you know, she was only after pulling Not six more. <laughs> but and as you I said, were one of hers. Yeah, I was one of hers. But the thing about it was, it was such a small thing. and But it was, that's the community. When you meet people, the chefs and all this, at these events, it is a little family. 
albeit dysfunctional. Anyway, uh, you have, uh, speaking of families, you were, have a modern family in front of you that we're going to be chatting with shortly on the show. I do. I have a very modern family in front of me. Now, we are huge fans of books here on this show, Edward. Myself and yourself love to read and um, we love to uh, to receive books. Um, and especially, I think, from the from the Irish authors, there's so many amazing ones out there. So this For week, sure. Gill Books um, were busy this week and they've sent us a copy of Modern Family by Brian, da- Brian Dowling and Arthur... You go on. You, you take it. I'm so bad. And I followed them the whole time on Instagram. But you've been smoking them out now, in fairness. To be you fair You have now, been smoking them out. To be fair, I have followed these guys for years on Instagram um, and in their life and everything. And listen, they're very... They're the most modern family out there at the moment. Um, and they have brought out a brand new book showcasing their love, their relationship, their marriage and their new daughter, Blake. Um, it's a really, really interesting story. They've had documentaries on television. They're very open with their with their conversation and their family on um, online as well, which is huge on mm. television. And now they have uh, they've taken to the to write the book about themselves and their modern family. Yeah, and we're going to have them on the show in a few weeks time. I'm we looking are. forward to chatting with them. Looking forward to find out. And and this question is not a criticism, but what they believe is the need to have written this book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's kind of for, you know, celeb status, or maybe it's to kind of to, I suppose, uh, give acceptance and consent to their situation, to raise mm-hmm. awareness, to maybe let other people know how they could go about it who are in similar situation or a same-sex couple as well. So really looking forward to teasing all that out with them. I think so. And it'll be really interesting to hear what they have to say because it was a long journey for them. They both mm. uh, they both really wanted to become parents. Um, and, and a journey that we all went on with them. We really Because did. they did share it. They shared a lot of it with Brian's very sister. Openly, yeah, very openly, yeah, very openly. It was a real kind of family um, family get-together for them to uh, to create their family. And I think, do you know what? It's brilliant because it's it's really important that we that they're talking about it. And as we said, they have talked about it quite a lot. But it gives a lot of hope to other people um, that maybe want to start a family. And, uh, and it's just really, really interesting. So I'm dying to hear what they have to say. One of the things that I love, because following their journey on television on radio through the book now and on Instagram we see that they are very very family orientated and they love that but I love this it is when all is said and done family is the thing that matters most and families come in all shapes and sizes and they really do and they both they both really just put their hearts on their sleeves as they wrote this book and told everybody the true insights of Brian, Arthur and now their lovely, beautiful little daughter, Blake. Well, listen, we do look forward to chatting. There's a great picture on the front cover, in oh, fairness. Sure, so we look forward to chatting with them in the next few weeks uh, about uh, about all of that. And of course, uh, not only have they bringing out a book, but they're also now getting the opportunity to appear on a primetime show here on KCLR. Look at you, they are Jesus coming on wept. with Edward Hayes. Jesus wept. That's all they. Uh, that's all they wanted to do. It's probably why they brought the book out. Absolutely. They were dying to get on the a show. A little excuse you. to get on. But they'll be here in the next few weeks. Speaking of, of course, big news. Um, I was telling people at the start of the show that we have uh, a new configuration here on KCLR starting next Monday mm-hmm. because we have a brand new show running from. 10 o'clock until 1 p.m. It's called KCLR Daily, presented by Brian Redmond and uh, produced by Ethna Quirk. It's on air and online every day from 10 till 1. And um, a kind of a reimagined show, isn't it? It's going to be 
fast and pacey and, you know, newsy and gossipy and musicy and funny all in the one go. It really is. I'm really looking forward to it. Brian and Ethna make a, make a wonderful team and they put They're like the weekday version of the us. Boss, they, <laughs> they really are. They probably are aspiring to be very, they're very close to very us. Very close but. to us. You'll, you'll get there, guys. Uh, but, uh, but no, I'm really looking forward to the show. Like you said, it's coming on now from 10am to 1pm, Monday to Friday. And uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be lots of uh, familiar voices, uh, lots of fun. And uh, yes, it's going to be a great show. So we're really going to be looking forward to tuning in on Monday. Absolutely. And of course, we must also uh, remind people that uh, Case Laura Lunch with John Keane will now mm. run from uh, one o'clock until four. So John will be following them with lots of great uh, music and chat and quizzes and a uh, bit of old Goster as well. Bit of old Goster and a great competition. I have insight to a huge competition yeah, that's now starting next week. Tell Edward. us about that because I'm well, not as... Listen... I'm not, as, I'm not as high up the, the corporate ladder you as you. So. Secrets. You wouldn't get the secrets <laughs> no. like I do. Well, all I can say is Wednesday, just be listening in to, well, listening all week, but especially on Wednesday, the John Keane Show, KCR Lunch. You might even hear me. I might be out and about helping you win competitions. And do you know what? I'm really nice. I am. Is the prize a night away with Edward Hayden? No, but we can make it happen. It's not that big a competition. (laughs) It's not that good. Although I'd like to win that competition, Uh, but no, it's uh, it's not that big. But it's it's still big enough. But uh, lots to come next week. And uh, yes, I'll be helping. I'll be helping the people of Carlow and Kilkenny win. So that's even a bonus as well. You might get to see me along the way. (laughs) Listen, it's absolutely fabulous. But anyway, all joking aside, best look to Brian Nethner back in action uh, on Monday with different a different new show uh, as well. Uh, speaking of books, we had Sandy Kelly in with us last week, of course. Indeed. Wasn't she absolutely amazing? Oh, I met so many people this week who said, I love Sandy. My dad. My dad is a big fan of Sandy as well. It was great to have her on and she is such a regular to the show as well and we wish her obviously the very best of luck with her new book as well. Have you finished it? Uh, I haven't finished it, but I am thumbing through it. Well, you know, I'm not uh, a great a, a, a um, person with lots of time. Yes. So uh, once I get a bit of time, I'm going to get back down to it. Speaking of country music, uh, before we take an ad break, Philomena Begley, the queen of country music, was 81 years of age during the week. Who'd have thought? Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Philomena. And we thought uh, to celebrate her birthday, we'd give you a little melody. So here is Blanket on the Ground, Queen of the Silver Dollar. I love my rambling man and truck driving woman. Come and look out through the window. Get the blanket from 
you've just joined us on the Sashda show we had Philomena Begley there with a string of diamonds just before the ad break uh, our text just saying that there were great songs and there were no better woman to belt them out than the queen of country music herself Philomena Begley now we had Rachel Allen on a little bit earlier on telling us about Saver Kilkenny also involved in the food festival um, is the Smithwick's experience in Kilkenny but of course uh, since it's reopened in 2021 the Smithwick's experience has become one of the city's top tourist attractions and a magnet for visitors from across um, Ireland and indeed overseas. Joining us to tell us all about life in Smithwick's experience at the minute is uh, Ignacio Peregrino. Peregrina, sorry, I had that much better. Uh, Apologies. Uh, Bienvenidos, uh, Ignacio. Muchas gracias, Edward. ¿Qué tal? Muy bien, thank you very much. That's good. You're very welcome to the show. Lovely to have you uh, with us. Um, Tell me, uh, you have joined the team at uh, the Smithwick's Experience. What are you uh, doing there with them? Well, my my role is the Experience Manager. And um, since last July, we we celebrated one year anniversary since the reopening. 
and I must say the summer has been fantastic. Um, our visitors' numbers have been dramatically increased, and uh, we're very pleased how we're performing. But, uh, but more importantly, we're very pleased with the feedback we have received from visitors and uh, also internal evaluation. So we do a mystery shopper from time to time and uh, we, we have really high scores. So it, it's great. Things are going oh, really fabulous. well. And you were telling me during the ad break that you have uh, put in a couple of new uh, aspects to the experience since my last visit down there. Correct. Uh, during the time that we were, while we were closing, where we had our doors closing during the, to the pandemic, we had an opportunity to uh, add new additions to the tour and new enhancements. So we have added a new flavors room where visitors can enjoy the taste and the aromas and the finishes that they go into uh, our famous Red Ale. And as well as that, we open a new outdoor space or barrel yard, an iconic, vibrant, lively um, space where. We, a hot spot. Oh, I can tell you. Yes, we had lovely performances over the summer. So we have live music. We had a food trailer. And a few and, scoops. And, of course, a few drinks, yeah. Yeah, and, of course, the Red Ale is so synonymous with uh, with Kilkenny, but with Ireland as well, isn't it? It's known the brand name Smithix is uh, both nationally and internationally recognised. Yes, you're quite right. Um, like, I like to say that Kilkenny, Kilkenny seat is immersed in brewing tradition. And Smithic family has been at the front and centre of Kilkenny's history and Ireland's brewing history for mm. over 300 years. So, yes, you're quite right. We, we have a really good uh, foundation there. It was in 1710 with John Smithick, a John entrepreneur, uh, founded the, distiller, the brewery there. And um, the brewery has always played a crucial role in the landscape of Kilkenny, uh, contributing to employment and its success as a city. Um, Equally, the Smithix brand has enjoyed a long tradition of supporting festivals Absolutely. in Kilkenny. And we're delighted to be one of the main sponsors this year. Yes, for Saver. the Saver Kilkenny yeah. Food Festival. So tell us what your involvement is going to be. The, the house will run as it stands down on, uh, on, on Parliament Street, but you're also moving up to the Parade Plaza as well. And that's correct. For the very first time, we're going to be at the Brewers and Distillers Marquee. And we're going to have a bar there where my colleague Martin and his team, as I like to call it, storytellers, will be offering festival goers um, the stories of the Smithics, but also a taste of the Smithics Rail Ale, Pale Ale, and a very exclusive um, hazy Pale Ale that has been especially brewed for the festival this year. So oh. for those listening, yeah, I will... What's I will, that when it's at home? It is delicious. It's delicious, and and I'm not going to spoil it anymore. I think we will have, I'll have to, to sneak yeah, out yeah. of the cookery marquee <laughs> up to the drinks marquee, uh, Ignacio. I think so. I'll have to run up for a taste. It's the one not to be missed, yeah, uh, for sure. So you're going to be there in the brewers and distillers tent, and of course that's in the in the in the beautiful shadow of Kilkenny's castle uh, there as well. What does it mean for a company like yourselves to be um, there at the at the centre of this food festival hub? Oh, it's amazing because, as, as I said, you know, Kil- Kilkenny and Smithix, uh, they go hands in glove. So Smithix is part of the DNA of Kilkenny. And uh, be, be there with the rest of brewers and distillers it is very important for us. So, yeah, we're very grateful for that. Absolutely. So what are you looking forward to for Saver Kilkenny? Have you been at Saver Kilkenny in the past yourself? I have. I have. Twice. Now, so this will be my third time. Uh, what, what I would like to say is that we, we are going to have an event. So we also participating. Oh, on, great. Tell us sun- what that is. On Sunday 29th at 6.30, we're going to have a, a really good event of beers, tacos and live music. Oh, and so I highly in recommend the barrel yard. In the barrel yard, correct. And so I highly recommend to be there, but be there early 
because the spaces will be limited and uh, yeah you know a good fun is guaranteed and that beer and tacos combination is fabulous isn't it it's real kind of hands-on tactile food isn't it absolutely yeah red ale, go- red ale goes really well with with um with you know pork particularly and, and other meats um but yeah i i highly recommend to go there but i have my eye on in some events i, I certainly would gonna go up to the parade and I, and I browse through those hundred stalls i think yes yeah, there will yeah, be for sure yeah and i would love to go down to the cookery demonstrations and and hopefully see you oh yes cooking. well i will be there uh, you know i will <laughs> be there i will be on the stage for some of the time and on wash up for some more of the time so i'll be there one way or the other you'll you'll find me but it is great and it's great of course opportunity to get a brand out there and to get a name uh, out there as well so um, it, it should be it should be really uh, it should be really nice and um, in terms of the event in the barrel yard do people need to book that um, or how do they how do they go about booking that well it's actually free entry so okay. um, yeah there is no need to book just as I said, be early there and so to secure your spot. And oh my, and get your taco. Yeah, yeah. But it, we, we will also recommend, uh, I mean, after the event, whatever you go left or you go right, you will have a great selection of pubs to go and continue celebrations after the event. Lovely. Well, listen, um, what's the plan then after Savory Kenny? Have you a grand plan in... Um, in Smithix, or what's your next uh, endeavour that you're hoping to do, Ignacio, in your role as experience manager? Well... Uh, we we will certainly continue the journey, working very closely with you know with um, tourism bodies like Fallchild and Visit Kilkenny, and obviously the, the hospitality sector here, pubs and other attractions in Kilkenny continue to to enrich uh, and and the success and to promote Kilkenny as one of the top destinations in the country. Um, as long with that, we internally we have recently developed a new tour. It's called Masters of Ale Experience. Lovely. And it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, it just takes people on a journey, a discovery journey of the evolution of ale in Ireland. And it's very, very immersive. It contains, includes a masterclass, a tasty masterclass, where you will be able to score beer based on the aroma and the flavours. As well as that, it includes a tutorial on how to pour your own pint of Smittix. Lovely. And at the very end, you'll be giving with a memento gift uh, an Smittix glass engraved, a Smittix glass. So and I have one of those at home oh, that I tra- treasure deeply with my name on it and I have it most evenings with my dinner so a water of course now not Smithix in it <laughs> listen Ignacio it was lovely to chat with you this morning continued good wishes Smithix experiences in very safe hands I can tell with you at the helm so uh, good wishes to yourself and all of the team there and uh, look forward to seeing you at Saver Likewise, I look forward to seeing you, Saver. Thank you so much. That's Ignacio Peregrina, uh, who is the experience manager of Smithix Experience Kilkenny. We're going to take a little break and we're going to have a little uh, blast of drama just after this break. Stay with us. Kilkenny, Carlo, KCLR. Now you're very welcome back. Happy birthday to uh, Brian Kelly, who's Ashling's dad and uh, a weekly listener to us here, a daily listener on KCLR, but certainly a weekly listener on the Sashta show. So good wishes to Brian. Hope you have a lovely day. Day. We were talking earlier on about holidays. Uh, if I win the lotto, um, you should definitely go to Greece. It's only fabulous, so laid back uh, and like going back in time away from the touristy things. Uh, and our texter also says they'd love to go to Africa on safari, but they'll never go unless uh, they win the lotto. So thank you, uh, texter, for that. Uh, in terms of sports, the two Camogie County finals happening today have a change of venue. They're now both going ahead in Mooncoin at 2 p.m. and 
and 4pm. So Mooncoin and The Roar are in the intermediate at 2pm and then Dixborough and Wine Gap are going head-to-head in the senior final at 4pm and of course lots of sport happening here right throughout the day on KCLR so stay tuned uh, for that and Eddie and uh, Robbie and Shane will have more details of that on their shows for sure. Let's head briefly over to the telephone line before we call it a day because I'm delighted to be joined by my good friend Mary Meany who is Festival Director of the uh, Goresbridge One Act Drama Festival taking place next Friday, Saturday and Sunday night in Inadzara in Goresbridge. Mary, good morning to you. Good morning, Edward. Lovely to talk to you. Likewise, Mary, and thanks for taking the time to take our call. It's all drama in Inadzara next weekend. It is indeed. We're, we're, we have a very, very busy weekend ahead. We have nine drama groups coming over the three nights. So three Friday, three Saturday, three Sunday. And, and Mary, this is part of the... Much. It's part of the ADCI DLI One Act uh, Preliminary Drama Festivals in an attempt to qualify for the All-Ireland Finals in Castle Blaney. Tell people how it works. Well, there's 22 festivals around the country, including Goresbridge, and groups can enter up to six festivals. To get to Castle Blaney, they need to win three because they get 12 points for a win. So if you win three festivals, that's a, you have 36 points and that guarantees you a place. Now, all groups may not achieve the 36. So, you know, uh, maybe 29 or 30 might get you through. But it's the top six in the open section and the top five in the confined section that will reach the All-Ireland and, and, and take part in Castlebany in December. So everybody looking for the glory 12 points in Goresbridge and there's, only two, there's only two of them to be given out, Mary? That's right. One, what, 12 points for the winner in the open and 12 in the confined. Absolutely. They're very, very, very highly valued. Indeed. Well, listen, shamelessly, I will tell people that, of course, our drama group, the New Ross Drama Workshop, is competing in Goresbridge. So uh, for, for uh, what do they say, conflict of interest, I'll get that out there straight away. But who <laughs> yes, else have you coming? Looking forward to, we're looking forward to having New Ross on Saturday night at seven. You're on first and Saturday night. And then Saturday night... With the lover. Carla Little Theatre and Bon Cody Kilmichael. So it'll be an interesting an interesting uh, night of drama because we have a nice uh, variety of different styles of drama over the three nights as well, with comedy and serious drama and so bourgeois drama, you know, very low-key stuff and uh, more high-octane stuff than with some of them. So there's a great variety. Absolutely. And Mary, listen, I've been as both a spectator and a, a participant in the last number of years, but what has been amazing is the kind of the inflated uh, number of people that attend. People like the kind of the configuration of the three sh- plays because, you know, notwithstanding how good each of them may be, you know, it may not be your fancy, but if one is not your fancy, it'll be over in a short time and you can move on to the next. That's right. The maximum length of the plays is 55 minutes. Most of them come in around 40 or 45. So people have three very different dramas to watch each night. So um, generally if they don't, if one doesn't appeal then the others will. So as you said, everybody get you know gets a taste of what they like. Perfect. Well, Mary, uh, time the clock is against me, so just tell people um, about tickets and times, and then I will be bidding you adieu uh, until right. I see you next Saturday evening. Okay, so we're kicking off on Friday night. It's at uh, eight o'clock. Uh, tickets are twelve euro on the door uh, for adults and eight for uh, eight uh, for. Um, concessions and then we have a season ticket for all three nights for 30 euro so same on friday on saturday night then we're starting at seven on saturday night and again seven on sunday night 
Uh, Sunday night tends to be a longer night because we have presentations and adjudications and so on that take that bit longer being the final adjudications. So we're 8 o'clock Friday night, 7 on Saturday, 7 on Sunday. Lovely. Well, Mary, all we can do is wish you all the very best with the festival uh, yourself and all of the team who are organising it um, from both a spectator point of view and also a participant point of view. And I can assure you the lover will be in top order before he gets there. Really looking forward <laughs> to seeing you, Edward. Yeah. Thanks, Mary, for all taking right. the call. And uh, thank you, Edward. Win on on Dera Shaktana. Slán. Now that's uh, Mary Meany, their uh, festival director of the Gorsbridge One Act Drama Festival. And that takes me to the end of this morning's show. Thanks to my wonderful producer, Ashling MacDonald. Thanks to all of my wonderful guests. As I said, um, the Eddie will be up next with the Saturday brunch. The boys will be here with all things sport in the afternoon. And don't forget it. Told you Brian and Ethna will be back on Monday morning with the new KCLR Daily. All of that still to come, but not before I take an ad break and hand you over to the Queen that is Angela Doyle Stewart with Nook Eramanle Fon and Shaw. The KCLR text and WhatsApp line 083 306 9696. Sponsored by Dinners Ready Market Yard Kilkenny. Passionate about coffee? Our new barista menu in store serves delicious barista coffee from 8 a.m. daily.